I've always been very interested as an adult in making sure that I am doing work that is helping all kinds of people to find their voice and find their power, because that's really what allows you to thrive is knowing what your personal source of power is and how to wield power in a way that allows you to advance your agenda and to achieve your goals. Hi, I'm Tori Reed, the CEO and visionary for Victory & Noble, the storytelling media company that is producing this show. William Broughton and I are also the executive producers of Getting Deals Done, and I am the proud director of each episode. We enjoy our work with HBCUs as Howard University and our budding producers, Capri Eccles and Lauren Young. In this episode, we talk about a different sort of deal, that of marshalling power for the benefit of many. We look at how the intention that guides your spirit can infuse the world with a new energy and material manifestation of hope. We hope you'll listen and take inspiration to enact change in your sphere of influence. All it takes is the thought and the energy in your heart. You are power, and power is as power does. We are pleased to share that we are staying healthy and hydrated, courtesy of our partners at Vivro Water, a sustainable solutions company that mirrors our commitment to clarity, focus, and a better world. Vivro's water solutions for business have already helped divert tens of millions of wasteful plastic bottles from landfills and waterways. Every day, Vivro systems across the globe help forward-thinking companies transform their own on-premise water into a source for pure and reliable filtered hydration. Let Vivro help you and your business leave a legacy of stewardship, health, and wellness that will literally make you feel good inside. Go to vivrowater.com, V-I-V-R-E-A-U, water.com for more information. Patrick has a saying, power is as power does, meaning it doesn't matter whether you are a king or a pauper, the president of the United States or a janitor, Taking the initiative and using the force of your spirit or the energy of your intention is what gets major initiatives done. Anna, the migrant daughter of farm workers, uses her story as fuel for her work. As chief of staff for Los Angeles's mayor, Eric Garcetti, she is vaccinating a city, building parks, marshalling historic protests into groundbreaking legislation, sheltering and feeding the poor, finding jobs for the youth. Patrick remembers that same energy animating his heart and mind as he helped raise $1.5 million in red Orange County in 2007 as a junior senator sought to be the first black president. He remembers the power of take decisive action, believe in yourself as no one else, and get the deal done. Anna Guerrero, as an immigrant, is the epitome of what makes America truly great. She is a dreamer who made good on the sacrifices, risks taken, and hard work of her parents. 
She is the dream of the dreamers. She is a dreamer who is living their dream out loud. Anna, welcome to Getting Deals Done. Something that I'm very proud of that you also have a background in is both your parents are immigrants. Matter of fact, I believe that you're a first-generation American having migrated over here when you were just a little girl. You work with the mayor on international trade, tourism, to public utility issues. You are the proverbial neck that turns the head. How would you describe your journey from being a migrant farmer's daughter to being chief of staff for the Los Angeles mayor? Well, first, thank you for having me on the show, Patrick. It's an honor to be here and to be one of your inaugural guests. So thank you for the invitation. And also thank you for the question. I would describe my my story as one of a lot of hard work and also a little bit of good luck. I am a first-generation Mexican-American. I was born in Mexico. My dad was a guest worker in the 1940s and 50s. So he came to this country first as an unaccompanied and undocumented minor to work with his father in the fields and later was able to get a guest worker permit. And through that, eventually got his green card. And because he was able to get his green card as a farm worker, I was able to come to this country with my mother as a toddler. But we grew up very poor in rural Northern California. I spent a lot of time in Mexico as a child because we went back and forth between Guanajuato, Mexico, and Northern California. So I really am someone who's not supposed to be here based on my my trajectory. I have a non-traditional trajectory. I had my first child when I was 19. I had to drop out of college. A little bit over 30 years ago, I was living with my parents and siblings and my new baby in a uh, two-room house. But I had the wherewithal to go to adult school and learn some basic marketable skills, which landed me a job at a community center which led to a career in community organizing, and I really found my calling. I found I had a a natural talent for organizing people and for helping people sort of find their own sense of power. And through that, I was able to have a successful career as a community organizer. And through that, I met uh, Eric Garcetti when I moved to Los Angeles to organize here in LA. At the time, he was a professor at Occidental College, and I was a scrappy community organizer And we bonded over this idea that the responsibility of government is to lift people up and to create an environment where everyone can succeed. Deals are not just about business, dollars and cents. They're about improving the quality of lives around you. Deals are shots of change energy, an efficiency for which Ana Guerrero is expertly attuned. In every manner imaginable, She is not the typical paradigm of proverbial power. She went to adult school. She is Latina. She is a woman. She grew up impoverished. She uses these experiences to amplify not only her ambition, which is expressed in her tireless hard work on behalf of others, but also her empathy and sense of a wider belonging. She uses the power of her initiative to fuel her humanity, her compassion. So a couple of things that I observed from what you just told us about your success and how you've achieved it. Number one, you said that you worked very hard and that you've been lucky. Do you believe that your hard work has generated the type of luck? Because I noticed a trend line. If you say that you're working hard and Eric Garcetti was Professor Eric Garcetti at Occidental College, 
you happen to answer the call to being a civil rights advocate. Um, and in answering that call and working hard, I'm sure that you stood out to him in terms of how you presented yourself. So your luck, do you think it was the result of your perspiration? I think so. I, how does the saying go? The mother of good luck is hard work. So I do believe that hard work leads to good things and good things come to those who work hard. But I also don't deny the fact that I got lucky to meet interesting people along the way, along my trajectory, which had a lot of detours that were willing to share their power and create opportunity for me. And not everyone has those opportunities. So I am, I do want to recognize that I have been fortunate to have some good luck. So I want to make sure that as I have opportunities to share power and to create opportunities for others that I do that because while I work very hard and I have earned every opportunity and the privilege that I'm blessed to have now, I am lucky and therefore I owe it to those that are, those that are coming after me and alongside me to also share that privilege that I have. So I'm grateful for the luck that I've had, although I have earned my opportunities. In many ways, it's the Horatio Alger rags to riches story in which you've sat there and you pulled yourself up by your own bootstraps. And your story is very encouraging to me, even as the son of immigrants, to understand how far you can go in this country if you really apply yourself to principles that are kind of engendered by your family. I've seen you say in previous interviews that your father worked hard in the fields and that you saw him working hard and that he took a great joy in just doing good work. And that that was something that you incorporated into your civil rights advocacy work. And it's hard to imagine that somebody at a certain time point wouldn't see your passion, your ferocity, which I'm sure in many ways was tied to the fact that you were coming from that background and that you wanted to create those opportunities for other people, as I'm hearing in your conversation right now. Something else that also occurs to me is you said power and working with people. Would you say that you've been focused on power or in helping people? Do you believe that those are the same thing or do you think that they're independent from one another? They're definitely related. I do believe that it is important for all of us to find our power and to understand power. And there are many of us, especially if we grew up in poverty, especially in generational poverty, that don't understand power and have never been taught how to find it, how to build it, how to use it. If you're fortunate enough to be born into a life of more privilege, you don't even notice how your parents model for you how to have power. When you grow up or you're born into a situation where you are taught possibly just sort of live under the radar. I know I grew up terrified of, even though we were always documented by the time I came here, I still was terrified of this idea of, you know, the la migra or being sent back. So this notion of being quiet, being submissive, going along is how I was raised. So it wasn't until I was politicized as a young adult and I discovered community organizing that I first learned to find my own voice, my own sense of power, and learned that sometimes you have to understand power, who has it, how they use it, so that I could also use my own power to advance my agenda. So I've always been very interested as an adult in making sure that I am doing work that is helping all kinds of people to find their voice and find their power, because that's really what allows you to thrive, is knowing what your personal source of power is and how to wield power 
in a way that allows you to advance your agenda and to achieve your goals. Those are great insights uh, from somebody who is well-versed um, in the corridors of power in the second largest city in Los Angeles. I'd like to talk a little bit about your being a community organizer. You are an advocate of communication skills, community involvement, hard work, as we've just spoken about, and always working to your organization's mission statement, skill sets for success. What are your guiding principles and what are your values? Well, I think uh, one of the things that drives me is the, the important role that government plays in creating opportunity. Uh, and I'm very fortunate to be in a position where I can make an impact on policies and programs that help lift people up. Because that when government is at its best, it creates an environment where everyone can thrive. I and mean, one of the things that I'm very proud of that we've done in the mayor's office is create more summer youth jobs. When Mayor Garcetti was installed, there were 5,000 summer youth jobs available to young Angelinos. This was in 2013. And last year we had 20,000 summer youth job opportunities. And as the mayor announced earlier this week, and thanks to President Biden's American Rescue Plan, we're gonna be able to offer many more jobs. And having been someone who as a 15 year old was exposed to the idea of a professional job because of a summer youth job when I was 15, before that I had never thought of the possibility of that. I mean, all I knew was farm work at that time. So one of the things, the values that guides me is this very important role that the government plays in creating opportunity and leveling the playing field. So as we were fortunate enough in LA in this moment, even as tough as this past year has been, thanks to this new administration, we have these resources that are going to be able to help us launch these new social justice initiatives. We're very excited to be able to do some of the things that we've been wanting to do for years and couldn't do and certainly couldn't do at huge scale due to the lack of resources. And we're going to be able to do that now because of the American Rescue Plan. So I would say that what guides me the most is making sure that government is creating opportunity, making things fairer, and there's always room for improvement. So I think a part of what our role is here at City Hall is, is to listen because we don't have all the answers. And that is one of the things that community organizing um, achieves, is it, it brings people together so they can have a collective voice, a powerful voice, in order to move City Hall to be more responsive to the needs of, the, of their community. And I think what will make us more effective leaders is always listening and always looking for ways to improve the services that we provide and to make sure that we're not forgetting that foundational value to create opportunity and to make things fair. What is the point of power? Is it power for the purpose of power? What is politics? Perhaps it is the social metrics of mass manipulation and demagoguery of citizenry for the purposes of personal gain. Or is it an endeavor of selfless service? Is it the marshalling of higher ideas into pragmatic policies that are enacted legislatively? Is it a call to design, curate, or marshal economic, cultural, and social resources for the benefit of all? 
E pluribus unum, from the many come one. Servant leadership encapsulates not only the fierce energies of pride, knowing who you are, what your purpose is, but the equally gracious staying power of humility. When you are entrusted with power, it is not for yourself, but as a steward for those who cannot and do not wield it. Let's be mindful of the homeless in our midst as so many have been relocated into unimaginable realities. If you are sheltered, eating several meals a day and able-bodied, you are favored in the universe. Use your privilege to serve and help others. And that is one of the truest forms of wealth, the power to love one another. That is the power of Anna Guerrero, servant leadership. She possesses the power of purpose, that is a gracious power. That is as power wonderfully does. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Getting Deals Done. Each show is engineered as meditation on success by the same team that has brought you success meditations on the art of life, as well as being your very best self with our flagship program, Here's to Life with Tori Reed. The Hilton Sacramento Arden West in Sacramento, California, is committed to creating a safe and relaxing experience, including delivery of a clean stay from check-in to check-out. Located a couple of exits from downtown Sacramento and California's capital, our hotel provides a world-class stay, amenities, and rooms at the center of the California experience. California is a world-class economy with visionaries, doers, and dream catchers at its heart. Our mission, as with Here's to Life and Getting Deals Done, is the highest possible expression of excellence, business moxie, humanity, and client care. As the world moves at a fast and sometimes hectic pace, we will provide you with a peace of mind. The Hilton Sacramento Art and West is here to make your experience a better one, we look forward to receiving you. I am Ginger Lavert, Director of Sales and Marketing at the Hilton Sacramento Art and West. Our focus is on the customer experience and a pristine excellence. When you travel to Sacramento, stay with us and I guarantee your peace of mind. We look forward to bringing you another dynamic offering globally every two weeks. Be sure to join us for our virtual mastermind forum. And remember, prosperity is a state of being, not a ledger line on your bank account.